Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. Happy first day of summer and let's get into the news. We'll start with checking out a post from the Acadian Archives blog titled New Books in Our Collection by Madeleine Sosi. Check out what the archives have to offer, with books spanning all sorts of topics of Acadie for all ages. Next up on the Acadian Archives blog, check out a post titled The Acadian Landing Monument at 100 by Director of the Acadian Archives, Patrick Lacroix. Check out the history behind the Acadian Cross as it reaches its 100th year of marking the location of where Acadians began to form new communities. There's a blog post on Query the Past by Patrick Lacroix titled The Clever Woman, a French-Canadian Folktale. Check out this translation en anglais of a Quebec folktale involving the devil playing his usual tricks but meeting his match in a very clever woman. Be sure to check out La Kermesse Franco-American Festival making its return this year. Read about the big return and all of the fun activities taking place in this article titled Biddeford's La Kermesse Returns, June 23rd to the 26th by Juliana LaRue. More on this later in our events section. The Young Franco-American Summit has released a call for donors. Quote, Salut, Young Franco-Americans! Year two of the Young Franco-American Summit is scheduled for October 15, 2022. This year's event for Franco-Americans and Franco-enthusiasts aged 18 to 35 will take place at the Milliard Museum in Manchester, New Hampshire. Doors open at 9 a.m. sharp. We look forward to meeting you at the Milliard Museum. If you were with us for last year's pilot event at the Franco-American Programs on the UMaine campus, we hope to see you again this year. If you're hearing about us for the first time, we look forward to meeting you and discussing all things Franco-American. October 15th lines up with this year's New Hampshire Putin Fest, but not to worry. We'll be taking a drive midday to Merrimack to attend the celebration of Quebecois comfort food. So you'll get a day of meeting other young Franco-Americans and continuing the fun at NH Putin Fest. What's better than that? More details to come, so stay tuned. Sign up for our emails by contacting Daniel Moreau at daniel.moreau at maine.edu. We're excited to see familiar faces and meet newcomers, so we hope to see you there. Stay safe. Daniel Moreau, Head Event Organizer. Special thanks to our partners, the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast, and the Franco-American Programs. End quote. And now, on to events. On June 23rd to the 26th, Catch the return of La Kermesse Franco-American Festival in Biddeford, Maine. La Kermesse, which translates to Village Festival, is a fun, family-friendly festival that's been around since 1983. Activities are located at the St. Louis Field and Waterhouse Field in Biddeford, Maine. Parking will be available at the JFK School across from the fields. On June 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., check out French Heritage Day in Winooski, Vermont. Join the fun at Winooski Falls Way, where you'll find music, activities, education, and a totier recipe contest. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French-Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. Félix Gatineau was one of the most consequential figures of Franco-American history, though few today know his name. Born in Quebec, he worked in a mill, became a small business owner, served as president of the Union Saint-Jean-Baptiste for nearly a decade, took part in many other cultural endeavors, and represented Southbridge in the Massachusetts legislature. He traveled across the Northeast in support of his compatriots as well. In 1907, we twice find him in Plattsburgh, New York, for Franco-American celebrations. 
Getzno, one of the very few Franco-Americans to be immortalized with a public monument, was also an accomplished writer. That brings us to the third installment of the Lacroix Library. Getzno wrote a history of the regional conventions held by French Canadians in New England up to 1901. He also penned a history of his adoptive town of Southbridge, Massachusetts, and its Franco-American population. Both works originally appeared in French. Fortunately for English speakers, Une Histoire des Franco-Américains de Southbridge, Massachusetts, is now available in their language, thanks to a translation by Professor Elizabeth Blood of Salem State University. In recent years, Professor Blood has been steadily building a collection of Fran English translations of public domain French-Canadian and Franco-American texts, which, as she puts it, aims to make the history and culture of French North America accessible to the widest possible audience, so that the rich cultural legacy of this population may be studied, appreciated, and transmitted to future generations. Other works translated by Professor Blood include A History of St. Joseph's Parish in Salem, A History of L'Ile d'Orléans, and with her students, traditional French-Canadian folk tales. Okay, back to Getzno. A History of the Franco-Americans of Southbridge, Massachusetts, provides a precious glimpse of immigration and community development at, in the central part of the state. The first French-Canadian families in this area came in the 1830s, most came from Saint-Ours, Saint-Amé, Sorel, and other parishes in the lower Richelieu and lower Yamaska rivers in Quebec. As the so-called colony took an air of permanence, it was visited by Catholic missionaries Zéphirin Lévesque and Napoléon Mignot, the nephew of another famous missionary, Pierre-Marie Mignot of Chambly. Already on the eve of the Civil War, the French Canadians of, of Southbridge numbered over 500. In the 1880s, they became the majority of the local population. It likely won't come as a surprise, considering the era when it was published, that Getzno's work is focused on tracing the development of religious institutions in minute detail. The amount of information may be of greater interest to researchers than to casual readers who might be looking for a lively tale filled with conflict. While there are still many eye-opening moments throughout the book, we learned that by 1919, when the work was first published, 13 Franco-Americans had already served as selectmen in Southbridge, even more had served as local commissioners of the poor and constables. We learned that Southbridge was an important stop on the very active Franco-American lecture circuit. It welcomed not only Ferdinand Gagnon and Hugo Dubuc, but Gabriel Dumont, Premier Honoré Mercier, Israël Bélanger of Cohoes, the poet Louis Fréchette, and many, many more. Along the way, we meet now-forgotten figures like Corinne Tétrault. Tétrault was the first French-Canadian woman to earn a high school degree in Southbridge. That was in 1894. She worked at the post office for 16 years and became its number two official. Despite the constraints of the original, Professor Blood has produced a fluid, accessible translation of Getzno's work, which deserves to be better known. Helpful footnotes provide additional guidance and context. We encourage listeners to check out this and other translations on Salem State's digital repository and we'll include the link below. All right, thank you, Melody. This week's episode is going to be a little bit of a different episode, but I think it's an important conversation. About a month ago, uh, David and Remet, you know, someone we're very familiar with here on the podcast, been on the podcast a couple of times. <laughs> In fact, some of our highest-rated episodes have always been with David and Remet. So it's great to have him back. But uh, about a month ago, he left a post in response to uh, one of our posts on our Facebook page. It generated a whole lot of conversation. And essentially, it came down to who should be leading um, the charge, who should be leading the conversation when telling the Franco-American story. Specifically, should it be, or does it have to be, one of us, a descendant of those who came down from Quebec? 
and that led to a, a fairly heated back and forth. And I think it was a super, super important discussion because it's something, you know, topics related to this that Mike and I have talked about since we started started this podcast, you know, more than a couple of years ago now. So I think it's an important conversation, one that needs to be ongoing. So we did have the opportunity. Uh, David was great enough to join us back again on the podcast to have this chat because uh, what I think is a very, very important chat obviously applies to us here in New England, but I think it's got pretty broad implications just generally i think it's a, it's a, it, it he talks all about the like the history of the franco-american and who are the leaders were and kind of why you know why we might be in the situation that we're kind of in right now um, and it's fascinating i thought it was a very fascinating conversation a super important conversation one that i hope continues i think it will uh, so it was good to be able to contribute to that this week so this week we have the author david vermet author of the hugely important uh, book that i'm sure most of you are very familiar with a distinct alien race the untold story of franco-americans industrialization immigration religious strife but this time I'm talking very specifically about a really cool topic topic of who should be leading the charge for telling the Franco-American story. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair to think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.